Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football A Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either you way, blame LP for that one. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, the helm today. She is an audio engineer who apparently decided that, nah, you know what? My phone doesn't need to be on mute. Or on silent. She's the Duchess of the Door. She's Ashley Pickle. Hi to you too, bud. Hello. How are you? Sassy. Well, I'm just Someone saying. Someone came in guns a-blazing this morning. I'm just saying, I leave my phone well, typically, at my desk. Typically, we would be doing a pre-show so I could mess up then and then be good. You didn't give me my... Uh, no. My pre-workout today. <laughs> no, no. You, you have to go and you have to stretch on your own. <laughs> no. In order to get ready. Uh-uh. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I can't be in charge of everything around here. You know what I mean? Today is Thursday, January 7th, 2021. 321 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 1094. 1094. This is the Ramon Vasquez episode. On today's show, my friends, big show, large show, significant show. We're going to take a look at the at the eight state semifinals. And I'm going to tell you what I think the most intriguing state title game possibilities are. And it's, it's I had to pick one. And, yeah. and there was there was a couple brackets where I was like, there's a bunch. Of, they're all intriguing. But here are the ones that I would be like, ooh, that's really juicy. I was going to say, I kind of, I liked your I liked your picks. I also know that you're going to get yelled at, which makes it fun. Yeah, that's too. Uh, <laughs> then we're going to be joined by the head coach of state semifinalists. Yes. Crosby Cougars, Coach Jerry Prieto, will be joining us. Uh, they draw Liberty Hill tomorrow night, and we will be talking to Coach Prieto about his Cougars and what they're planning on doing uh, uh, next uh, uh, tomorrow, which I would guess they're planning on winning, going and playing for a state championship. That's typically the goal. <clears throat> I mean... I feel like that's the plan. Like, if the plan goes I'm awry... Not, I'm not an athlete, like, oh, but... Know, uh... <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then we'll round it all out with the picks, my high school football predictions for all eight state semifinals here on Texas Football Today. Do we have first fourth through the door? We sure do. It was Tony Blaylock, Rob Hadaway, Matthew McSpadden, and Aaron Flynn. Welcome in, fellas. Um, so, one thing before we get into my most intriguing title game possibilities, I don't know if you know. I don't know how much time you spent on social media yesterday, but Doom yesterday, scrolling. yesterday was a day for the Republic. 
<clears throat> and um, I thought what was really interesting was people letting the word but do a lot of heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. A lot of, uh, and I don't mean. Um, Not like how we like to use the word but, like when something's I don't, bad. Yeah, I don't mean that. And I don't even mean like butt groove or anything like that. No, no, no. I mean B U T. Because it was like what I heard a lot of was, uh, of course, of course, storming the Capitol and a potential violent overthrow of the government is bad. But. And I'm like, you know you guys don't have to say the but, but right? Word. You can just do the first part, part. and you're right on track. I, I promise you, there's nothing after the but that's going to that's gonna be any better, okay? I promise. Just say the first part. Do the predicate or do the, the subject, not the predicate. You the know other I mean? thing that I realized yesterday, there was a whole lot of the phrase going around of this is a day that we'll for nev- like never forget in American history. And I felt like an iPhone, but like my storage is getting full yeah, within getting- the past year of things of – this is a day in history that we'll never forget. Like, you can I've only forget- have so many of those before you start to run out of memory, man. I've already <laughs> forgotten, like, seven days I knew we were never going to forget. Like, there were murder week. hornets at one point, if no one there remembers. Like, yeah, there was like a full <laughs> week of days we were never going to forget that I've forgotten. Like, I'm not saying that we're, this is, this was a, it was a day. But I'm just saying, like, if we keep throwing around the term, this is How a day we- in history that we're never going to forget, like... My my little God. notification yeah. is popping up. God. Storage full. Need yeah, to me, erase. Let me let me, <laughs> let me let me download this to an external hard, hard drive. drive. Yeah. Okay, let me clear some space before <laughs> we have another day. So you say we only have right. one internal hard drive up here, give and it's me, running out of space. Give me a heads up next time you guys want to have a day that we're never going <laughs> to forget. forget. All right, so that I can make room for it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, the state champion. Let's get into the the, the Texas High School Football weekend. Uh, we've got a lot of games this week. Eight of them. We're going to punch eight tickets to the to the state championship game this weekend. Starting tomorrow, uh, we would normally do a viewing guide right now. But, but guide. It's, it's pretty easy. There's two games to kick off at 7 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's two games to kick off at 7.30. Um, you know, whatever you're most interested in. I think I would say that the game that I'm most intrigued by, and I think the chance that has the most intrigue, and we'll talk with the one of the coaches here, one of the principal figures, Jerry Prieto of Crosby. Crosby-Liberty Hill is probably the game I'm like, well, I don't know. Um, that would be the game I would prioritize, but basically go by it and figure out which games are best. And, and you know, there will be probably one of them that just is a runaway, just by the odds. Then on Saturday, there's a one, there's two twos, and there's a three. So you should be able to maneuver things around and, and, and have enough screens for, for those games. So we won't do a buck group guy. But instead, we do have these eight uh, state semifinal games this weekend, which are going to determine the four state championship games we will see at AT&T Stadium tomorrow. I'm sorry, not tomorrow, next week. It's not tomorrow. Trust me, I need a little bit of time to get ready. And, and I, I looked at them, and I tried to figure out, all right, of these different combinations, which game would I be most intrigued by? I'm not saying it would be the best game. I'm not saying it would be the game that uh, – I'm not saying that they are necessarily the games that I am predicting to happen. In many cases, I'm not predicting it to happen. But which matchup in a state championship game would I be most intrigued by? So I went bracket by bracket, and I tried to pick one. Now, another caveat, I would be interested in all of them. All the games would be very interesting. Um, so, my, I wanted to go through and figure out which 
game in each bracket I would be most intrigued by in the state championship games. So we're going to start in the big bracket, starting 6A Division 1. 6A Division 1, and this is from a pure, this is, this is how you know that I'm a journalist, right? I am talking all about storyline here, which is I am most interested in South Lake Carroll versus Austin Westlake, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, I would love to see Duncanville versus North Shore again. Of course, I would love to see, uh, you know, uh, Duncanville versus uh, Westlake. Talk about two great defenses there, right? Of course, I'd love to see Carroll versus North Shore. Of course. But if you give me the option of having a father face off against his son in a head coaching matchup on a state championship stage to close out the the, the, the season, I'm going to take it. Like, I'm going to take it. That's the one that I am most interested in. I would say you go, well, the, the game that would mo- intrigue me the most would be South Lake Carroll versus Austin Westlake, if anything, because, like, A, on the field would be interesting. I mean, the Austin Westlake defense against Quinn Ewers and that outstanding, uh, that outstanding offense for the Dragons, right? But also, you want to talk about guy, like coaches who know each other so well. Like, we've never had a game like that. Like, never at least in a state championship perspective, of two teams that or two coaches that would know each other so well that there are no like secrets between them. Mm-mm. That is one game that I would be very interested in seeing. In six A Division One, I think most intriguing would be South Lake Carroll and Austin Wilson. Well, especially because we thought we were gonna we thought we were gonna get that matchup at the beginning of the year. So to see it with everything that happened come into fruition at the end would be pretty stinking cool. <laughs> yes, exactly. So that's that's where I'm at on that. Okay, six A Division Two. I've gone back and forth on this one because there's a few, and I think that all of them would be really interesting. But I think the one that I've settled on would be Cedar Hill versus Katie. Uh, just because of the history that they have. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, you remember in the early part of this decade, they played three straight state championship games. Cedar Hill won two of them. Katie won one of them. And they had, and every time they played, it was an epic clash. Every single time that they played. Now, obviously. Uh, the, the, there's a different coach at Cedar Hill now, Carlos Lynn instead of Joey McGuire. But in many respects, I look back on some of those games, and I think a lot of the, the a lot of the way that these teams are built reminds me of those 2012, 2013, 2014 uh, clashes between those two. That to me always personified Dallas versus Houston before we got Galena Park North Shore uh, versus Duncanville. I think Cedar Hill versus Katie was the original, was like the OG rivalry of like DFW versus Houston, and so as a result, I would love to see them run it back uh, on Cedar Hill and Katie. I would be very intrigued uh, by that. Furthermore, you know, you're talking about, I think, um, you know, a, a, an exceptional quarterback there. I mean, either way, if either way, it would be either Eli Stowers or or Caden Salter, an exceptional quarterback taking on what is one of the best defenses in in the state in, in Katy. Mm-hmm. That would be very interesting. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's dripping with intrigue just because of the history perspective. I there. think, yeah, I think too that everyone has kind of like, you, you wonder when is Cedar Hill, like, I mean, just what they've done the past couple mm-hmm. of years of kind of going out there and, and losing a game that they should have won. Mm-hmm. It's like to see them actually get there, I think would be really cool, especially to be able to face off against a team like Katie. Right, exactly. So uh, that would be the one that in 6A Division 2 that I think I'm most intrigued by. 5A Division 1 is tough too mm-hmm. <clears throat> because I do think that you've got a pair of um, – how do I put that? You have a pair of party crashers mm-hmm. here, right? You've got in Mansfield Summit, 
right? Of course, a team that finished fourth in their district, arguably fifth in their district, uh, that have that have made an unbelievable run. The Cinderella story there is remarkable. Corpus Christi Vets is such a young program, and what they've been able to accomplish in such a young time, a uh, short time, is very imp- it's very intriguing to see them in a state championship game. I'd love to see that. I'd see, love to see either of those teams in there. But I do think that in the end, in 5A Division One, the game that I would be most intrigued by is probably the two teams that, at least early in the season, we sniffed out that we thought could be here, this, which would be yeah. Ryan and Cedar Park. This is looking at a actual, like, you're focusing on this one as the actual style of play on the field yes. rather than the story. Yes. Some of them other ones have been, like, the pretty story about how great it would be for a Corpus Christi team to get in or something like that, you know, but yeah. then you look at this and you go, that would just be a banger of or a Cinder- game. Yeah, Cinderella well, in, in story, Summit, yeah. right? This is, to me, this is these are the two best teams in that, in that bracket, in mm-hmm. my opinion, have been now, you know, certainly not guaranteed to get there. But I do think that the, I would love to see how Denton Ryan's defense does against Cedar Park's kind of uh, powerful offense, right, with Ryder Hernandez and all those guys. I would love to see that. And then the other side's really interesting, too. The Black Rain defense going up against this, like, this, this weapon-laden team from, from Denton Ryan. I think that's very interesting. So I'm not going to overthink that one. Mm-hmm. I think 5A Division One, you just go with what I think would be the best matchup on the field. And mm-hmm. I think the best matchup on the field would be Denton Ryan Cedar Park. 5A Division Two was maybe the toughest one, and this yeah. was—I decided to go a little weird. I liked your—I like the weirdness on this one. I decided to go weird here. 5A this Division Two. I think what I'm most interested in, boom, is Wichita Falls Rider and Liberty Hill. Okay, just absolutely weird, and I love it. I think it. that would be <laughs> one of the strangest state championship games we've had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether you're talking about a team from Wichita Falls, you know, making it there in, in Ryder, and this is their their big chance to get there. This is a very senior-heavy squad. Uh, going up against, you know, this team from Liberty Hill, which is, of course, has the they, they move up from 4A mm-hmm. uh, in their first year. They've been rolling. I also think from a stylistic perspective, the Liberty Hill offense against the Wichita Falls Ryder defense is probably the most intriguing individual, like, clash. Uh, clash of units mm-hmm. that you could get in this one um and i just think that, that that would be really fascinating um i figure that in 5a division two um you might as well just try to get weird and this right. would be the weirdest matchup mm-hmm. like that would be the one that like you know how does liberty hill deal with jacob rodriguez mm-hmm. when they've had problems with you know uh, the quarterback at leander rouse and they've had quarterback uh, problems with the quarterback at sherilyn pioneer mm-hmm. like how do they and and you know we'll see how they they fare against crosby this week like how would they handle a guy like Jacob Rodriguez? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, could the Liberty Hill offense continue its torrid, pay, you know, torrid pace? Say, could the writer, could the writer, could the writer defense, defense slow match down? up and slow down enough? Because right. that, uh, yeah, every part about that game is like it's, it's injected li- into my veins. It's a little <laughs> bit weird, and I feel like that would be the one that I'm most weird. Like, uh, like you might as well just go weird on that one. So those are the games I think, from a title game perspective, I would be most intrigued by. No matter what, I'm going to be excited about them. Um, I think, I think. I think what's what's interesting, and I, I mentioned this in the picks video we'll get to, it's been a long time since I think I've been this hyped for the state semifinals. Part of it, I think, is that we've, because there's only eight of them, I can kind of laser focus on the eight. Right. You know what I mean? So that's, yeah, that's... really fun. Mm-hmm. But I also think that the matchups this week 
There's only about two that I feel like I have a really good read on, mm-hmm. and I feel like I know what's going to happen. The other six, you could go any which way, and so I'm just really interested to see how these games play out. There's so many different storylines in each of these semifinals, and they're going to lead to some fantastic title games next week. So those are the games I'm most inter- intrigued in. Uh, let me know in the comments which games you would like to see. I feel like, too, I know that when we were in the especially the heavy mix of the two seasons going on at once, mm-hmm. we were kind of like, man, is it going to be kind of sad to only have eight games? Like, how is that going to work out? But I feel like now that we're here, I, I kind of like it. Yeah. I it's, think it's it's kind of well, cool because well, it's different. Well, because you go back to the beginning of the season when we were able to kind of laser focus on mm-hmm. those small schools. Yeah. Right? We were able to laser focus on the small schools. Now, on the back end, we're able to laser focus on the big schools, and, mm-hmm. and it just happens to be the biggest games of the year. If there, is a, um, if there is a downside, it's that the games that we got to focus on and laser focus on the small schools were, were weeks one through four. Yeah, exactly. Right? So a lot of non-district games and things like that. So uh, in any case, But no yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, the state semifinals is going to be a lot of fun this week. We're at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. I need to replace this magazine. I say that every show now. Uh, Two magazines. Years worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com. Uh, if you go to texasfootball.com slash subscribe, it makes a great gift as well for uh, for January, for your January gift giving season. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Give it to a friend near you. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and let's bring in the head coach of the state semifinalist Crosby Cougars. We are joined by Coach Jerry Prieto. Coach, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. Hey, absolutely. How are things in beautiful Crosby, Texas? And they're going well right now. You know, <laughs> we've uh, we've had a pretty wild run so far, and uh, so you know, community and everybody is pretty hyped right now. So it's it's some fun times right now in Crosby. So you're you're there in your second year there at Crosby. You guys go six and five in your first season there. Now into the state semifinals. Um, you know, I know one thing you were really interested in in the off season was, or, you know, for this year was just getting a full year with the guys, getting a full year uh, of of consistency at the coaching staff. Do you feel like that is the biggest difference between maybe last year and this year? You know, it 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 has made a huge difference. Uh, unfortunately, with all the shutdowns, we didn't get the full one, but we we did get quite a bit through our off season uh, and really kind of laid out the expectations and the found foundations of what um you know we wanted from our kids and uh how we expected our seniors to step up and start leading the team and uh so that that had a huge impact on the success we're having this year and then just our you know our senior class has done a great job of leading these guys through you know during these these strange crazy times and our senior our senior leaders did a great job of leading these kids through the summer when we couldn't meet with them a whole lot you know, I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because it does seem to me, you know, we talk a lot on on this show when we talk about high school football about how important uh, having veterans on your squad is, how important guys have guys who have been there before, how important senior leadership is, uh, and it seems like you know you're talking about you know from from last year's squad, you know, you guys did bring back 30 lettermen from last year's squad. You brought back 14 starters. A lot of these guys are seniors. Um, as you guys have progressed through the playoffs, and especially as these games have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger, have you seen the that, that senior leadership step up? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it, there wasn't more clear a picture of it than than last week. You know, we're down twenty-one to nine in the fourth quarter uh, to Fort Ben Marshall, and you know, there there wasn't any any doubt on our sideline that we were going to come back and win the game. You know, Danique was done, really stepped up on the sideline. He didn't even really play in the third quarter and was banged up, but you know, he's just going up and down the sideline and keeping everybody up and encouraging everybody and then he stepped in in the fourth quarter and uh, made a ton of plays for us uh we're talking with jerry prieto the head coach at crosby here on texas football today you can involve the conversation hashtag tf today all right coach i want to go back to some uh some some less fun times let's go back to october uh and you guys are sitting there you guys are coming off of a, a 33 point loss to manville and you're zero and two and and you know, admittedly to uh, George Ranch and to Manville, you know, two six eight or a six eight team and a very good five A Division one team. Uh, you guys are you're zero and two. Was there ever any doubt that you guys that you were going to figure it out, or was it just these are the growing pains we have to go through? You know, some of it was was the growing pains. Um, and I, after those first two weeks, uh, we really went back to the drawing board and looked at just kind of everything that we had done. Uh, coaching wise through those first two weeks and we looked at everything that we needed to fix and you know we went into the week the next week and, and were able to pull that one off against Montgomery and then really took that bye week again to just totally re-examine everything totally make sure that you know we were teaching the basics and the fundamentals correctly um, and just to make sure you know our schemes were getting across to our kids and if they weren't then well what's a better way to start teaching it and so after that, it did help, and it helps playing those games early. Um, you know, nobody ever wants to lose. We all hate losing. Um, but sometimes it does, when you play those teams early, exposes some of your flaws that it's nice to have them exposed in week two and not week 12. Uh, one guy who I know has been really important to your uh, to your success this year is Reggie Branch, uh, a guy that I know you guys uh, move around a lot of different places, quarterback, you know, some running back, receiver. He's all over the place. Uh, this is a guy who I know his versatility is so key for, for you. Uh, you know, you're the guy who gets to see him every day in practice. What is it about Reggie Branch that, that sets him apart? Yeah, you know, he's, he's just a selfless kid. You know, he he started quarterback for us uh, predominantly the all the regular season, uh, except for one game where we held him out, and he was doing a great job. You know, when we went to the playoffs, and I called him in, and and I told him I think we're going to put Daniquez at quarterback, and we're going to start moving you around all over the place, running back, receiver, quarterback, and, and uh, you know, at that point he had 15 touchdown passes, only two interceptions. You know, he's almost a thousand yard rusher, and the first thing was, coach, I don't care where I play, I just want to win, and. You know, when your best player or one of your best players is also, you know, one of your best kids, it makes life a lot easier. Um, and then on on the defensive side, Coach, um, it, it feels like your defense has has really, at least lately, you guys go through this this murderer's row there in Region Three of of beating Texas High and Huntsville and Fort Bend Marshall in consecutive weeks, and and the numbers may not be necessarily you know, on balance, very, you know, pretty. But at the same time, it seems like your defense has a real knack for the big play. Do you, do you feel like your your defense is starting to round into form and, and starting to gain some confidence? Yeah, they definitely are. They definitely have a lot of confidence right now. And our defensive line uh, has been playing really well all year, been really disruptive. And they've stepped up in some really big times for us. Last week, we had three stops inside the 10, I believe, in the first quarter, mm -hmm. first half against Fort Ben Marshall. You know, it really saved the game for us and kept the momentum uh, kind of even as we went through the first half of that game. 
Um, you're there in your in your second year at, at Crosby. I would be remiss if I didn't mention the the place you were there before that. Uh, let's call you Midas Touch Jerry Prieto because uh, you were the offensive coordinator there at Corpus Christi Veteran Memorial. I'm going to have to check my records, but it appears that they are also a state semifinalist this year. Um, <laughs> yes, sir, they sure are. Uh, I, 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 I imagine that you're still keeping up with the, with the boys over there at, at, at Vets, uh, and, and uh, I'm, I'm interested in, in kind of your take on, on what they've been able to do this year. Yeah, most definitely. Definitely been keeping up with them. You know, Coach Simper and I go back a long ways. Uh, you know, he's one of my best friends and learned a lot from him working uh, for him. And those kids, that senior class, uh, I got to first start working with them. They were eighth graders at Caffey Middle School. And uh, we, we thought they had a chance if you could get some other pieces with them from some other classes to be a pretty solid class. But we were just fortunate to, to have a great staff while we were there, and they still have a great staff. And just uh, building a culture of being a champion – and um, those kids, they walk out on the field and they expect to win no matter who they play. Well, yeah, you and Coach Semper can both uh, clinch playoffs, uh, cl- uh, punch tickets to AT&T Stadium at the same time, both kicking off 7.30 Friday. Uh, you guys out, down there in Bryan at Green Stadium where you will take on uh, the Liberty Hill Panthers. Um, obviously, unique squad uh, there in Liberty Hill. Uh, I don't want to ask you to give away your game plan here uh, to God and everybody, but when you take a look at what you're up against tomorrow against Liberty Hill, what do you see? Sorry, I lost you there oh. for a little bit, but just uh, a little bit about Liberty Hill. Yeah. yeah, you know, man, I got to watch them in person um, last round when they took on Sherryland Pioneer and just extremely pre- impressed with their program. Their kids, man, they're tough kids. They play extremely hard. And I don't know if I've seen anybody execute an offensive scheme as well as they do. Uh, you know, they got it down to an art form, and it's extremely difficult to, to prepare for. Um, but at the end of the day, too, you know, I think uh, the strength of our defense has been our front seven. And obviously the strength of their offense is their running game. So uh, we'll see what happens Friday night. Uh, so if, if you were to identify maybe one key for you guys, if you guys are going to win this game uh, tomorrow, what's uh, if, if, if I were to say if we do X, then we're going to have a good night? Yeah, I think if, if we're just fundamentally sound uh, with our keys and our techniques defensively, then I think that's going to give us a good chance to be successful. Well, you've already been successful this thus far. It's Jerry Prieto, the head coach of the state semifinalist Crosby Cougars. Uh, 7.30 p.m. Friday in, in Bryan as they take on Liberty Hill for a spot in the 5A Division II state championship game. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on such a fantastic year so far, and uh, go get them tomorrow night. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me again. There he goes. Jerry Prieto, the head coach. The Crosby Cougars, really pretty remarkable. I mean, you know, this was a team that, you know, we, we had high hopes for. Mm-hmm. We thought had a chance to be pretty good. Um, set, you know, I'm always – I I'll, you'll hear me say this a lot and whenever we go through stuff in the offseason, but, like, I, I always like second-year coaches. Mm-hmm. I think second-year coaches are really – you know, first-year – you know, just just get get guys used to your voice, get guys used right. to your philosophies. Well, he's, the second year you can buy in. All second year coaches this year are almost first year coaches again with oh everything that went on. I mean, man. Well, that's the thing. That's what's so remarkable. That's what makes this that much more remarkable that it he is. was able to do that. Well, and, and again, like they went through. <clears throat> Let me see if I want to say this. They went, I'll say that they went through the deepest region in region in five A Division two. 
I don't Absolutely. think there's really any doubt about that. No. <clears throat> that they were able to go through and beat Texas High, who was number five in our postseason or post regular season ranking, mm-hmm. Huntsville, who's number four, and Fort Bend Marshall, who's number three. In back to back consecutive to back weeks. weeks. I mean, to do that and to do it kind of in different ways, you know, they and, and that offense, what was so impressive, the one that really stood out to me. You know, was was Texas High. They hung 62 on a Texas mm-hmm. High defense that had been really locking people down. Yep. I mean, one of the best defenses in the state. And then the next week, they take on Huntsville the day after Christmas, and they hang 32 on a team that, that had one of the best defenses in the state, too. Mm-hmm. And then last week against Fort and Marshall, obviously, whenever you take out a team that's won the region the past couple of years, um, it's 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 awfully impressive what they've been able to do. And now they are 48 minutes away from a state championship. And I would agree, too, that after seeing Liberty Hill last week, they don't have as good of a defense as some of the other teams that they've played. But oh, they're gonna be, he's they're, he's correct that I mean their defense is the one that's going to be tested. Cause, they're they're going to be they're going to be plays to be made. Yes. You know they've got plays to be made offensively. A lot of this game comes down to whether or not who they can, can make the stop. They can slow down Liberty Hill in that that juggernaut mm-hmm. you know slot T attack. It's going to be fun. Seven thirty p.m. Friday night uh, at Merrill Green Stadium. We appreciate Jerry Prieto for being our guest. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com/slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com/slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle the picks. That Crosby Liberty Hill game is one of just eight games this weekend there are 12 games left in the texas Weird. football season 12 that's we'll it. play eight of them <laughs> we'll play four of them tomorrow we'll play four, four of them saturday and we'll play two, two of them next friday and two of them the next saturday and the season's over just like that after 21 weeks <laughs> but there are eight state semifinals to get to this weekend i made my predictions for all single all eight of them every single one of them Here's the picks on Texas football. He had the courage. <laughs> We're one stop away from AT&T Stadium in the 6A and 5A Texas High School Football State Playoffs. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks presented by Visit Arlington, your guide to Texas High School Football Weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome to the 20th week that I've done this. The 20th week that I've done this. The 2020-2021 season because, look, here we are at the state semifinals. This has been the longest Texas high school football season ever, but we've reached a really critical moment. I mean, teams are punching their tickets to AT&T Stadium this week. Teams are making history this week. Teams are etching their names in Texas high school football lore this week. And I don't know the last time I was as hyped about eight particular state semifinals. I mean, this is a terrific, terrific slate from 6A Division 1 all the way to 5A Division 2. We're going to preview every single one of them. We're going to go from smallest bracket to the biggest bracket. We start in Denton. 7 o'clock Friday night at Apogee Stadium in Denton. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Alito Bearcats and the Wichita Falls Rider Raiders. Wichita Falls Rider is here after winning Region 1, thanks in large part to two things. One, an outstanding defense. Been fantastic all year long, and I really do think they're playing their best football right now. And two, Jacob Rodriguez. This kid is awesome and a fantastic football player, a guy who could put the team on his back, put on the cape, and take them anywhere they want to go. I think this kid is a super-duper star. 
Now they're going up against Alito, and Alito is the the standard, right? They are the standard in 5A, at least in 5A Division Two, and what they've been able to do has been really remarkable. Reloading on the fly, using their big-time playmakers like DeMarco Roberts and JoJo Earl. They got a big scare last week against Lovejoy, but they showed that kind of heart of a champion type stuff coming back and bringing home a victory, thanks in large part to their special teams. I think a lot of this game comes down to pace. Wichita Falls Rider in the past, when they have played Alito, including in 2018, when a lot of the teams that for Ryder was sophomores, they got blown out of the water simply because Alito ran away and hit. They jumped out to an early lead, and it was over by the time the first quarter was over. Can Ryder's defense hold them in this? The lower scoring game benefits Ryder in this game. In the end, though, I think Alito have got too many weapons. I think they've got too much speed, too many individual game breakers to bring this thing home. I think that this game is close, but I do think that Alito goes back to defend their crown. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Merrill Green Stadium in Bryan. It's a 5A Division II state semifinal between the Crosby Cougars and the Liberty Hill Panthers. I sit here in this chair every week, and I, I wear this microphone, and I speak into the camera, and I tell you very confidently what's going to happen in games, right? That's what I do. I, I look really arrogant when I'm sitting here. Let me just tell you, I have no read on this game. Like, none. I've tried to figure it out. I've tried to sort through. I've tried to talk to people, and I just can't figure it out. This is one of the most baffling games we've seen in a long time, simply because there's so many different variables. Take a look at Liberty Hill, for example. This is a team that ran for 717 yards last week against Sherilyn Pioneer behind Trey Seward and Blake Simpson. The offensive line is cooking. They have been unbelievable. They run the slot T with the explosiveness of an air raid. It is absurd how good this offense is. But their defense got torched last week by Sherilyn Pioneer, and they got torched the week before by Leander Rouse through the air. And that is a big problem for Liberty Hill because now they're facing a team with big-time weapons in Crosby. Daniqua has done. Their quarterback has been fantastic. They're moving Reggie Branch around, quarterback, running back, receiver. He is a game-breaker wherever you line him up. And by the way, Crosby's defense, I think, is playing their best football right now. So it's really hard to tell because you get a week to plan for the slot T, but the defense is playing really well. Crosby's got these explosive playmakers, but it feels like Liberty Hill can keep up with them because the way they run their offense, I don't know. I'll be, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I've tried to sort this through in my mind. I've gone back and forth. I think I lean towards Crosby. I think their defense is playing a little bit better right now. I think they're able to come up with a couple of stops, and I think that Daniqua has done and Reggie Branch come through with a couple big plays. But don't listen to me. I think Crosby gets the win, but who knows? 7 o'clock Friday night at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. It's a Class 5A Division I state semifinal between the Denton Ryan Raiders and the Mansfield Summit Jaguars. Yeah. Mansfield Summit. The team that finished fourth in their district. The team that arguably finished fifth in their district. They're here. They won Region 1. They, they, they beat everybody. They made it to the state semifinals. I mean, this is one of the most remarkable stories we've seen in a long time. I mean, this is just the third team to play in a state semifinal in the last 10 years that finished fourth in their district. And what Coach Channon Hall has done has been remarkable. Their defense, it's been don't break. They come up with the big plays at the big time, and they have a bunch of big-time playmakers with David Hopkins, their quarterback, and wide receiver Hal Presley. And, and that, to me, has been so impressive to watch. Here's Denton Ryan. Denton Ryan got over the hump last week when they beat Highland Park 
got that big win. It's got to feel really good for them. And I don't need to tell you who they've got. They've got Jatavian Sanders, who is a freak show. They've got Billy Bowman. They've got Bear Alexander. They've got Seth Hennigan. They've got DJ Arkansas. I mean, they are absolutely loaded. This is a matchup where I think it comes down to whether or not the Mansfield Summit offensive line can hold up against this big, physical, ferocious, athletic defensive line for Denton Ryan. And that is basically the whole ball game. Uh, that's one of the things here is that Mansfield Summit recently has relied on kind of outscoring people. They've had big plays after big plays, and it's been unbelievable to watch them progress through. Can they get past what's been one of the sturdiest defenses in the state? I think this game is going to be interesting, but I do think that Denton Ryan is the favorite here. I think the Raiders move on to the state championship. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Alamo Stadium in San Antonio. It's 5A Division I state semifinal between the Cedar Park Timberwolves and the Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial Eagles. Let's take a moment to remember something about Corpus Christi Vets, okay? They're in their fifth year of varsity play. Fifth year, and they're already here in a state semifinal. What a remarkable job this program has done, building itself up from literally nothing to within a half decade playing in a state semifinal. A big part of that comes down to their quarterback play with Carter Centerfit, what he's been able to do, uh, really distributing the ball to a variety of different playmakers outside the offensive line has held up, and their defense has been really good recently. Now they're taking on Cedar Park, and I think Cedar Park is going to be the best team that Vets has played by a relatively substantive margin. I mean, this is a different ball club. Cedar Park looks fantastic, especially offensively. Ryder Hernandez is on a different level. That's what you get whenever you have a three-year starter at the quarterback spot. He has been sensational. Now, look, last week, the Black Rain defense did get touched up by Manville, and so I think there are going to be plays there for Corpus Christi vets to make, but I think that Cedar Park's path has been tougher. I think they are a little bit more battle-tested. I think they've seen a team like Corpus Christi vets before, I'm not sure Vets has seen a team like Cedar Park before. I think the Timberwolves move on to the state championship game. 1 o'clock Saturday at McKinney ISD Stadium. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Denton Geyer Wildcats and the Cedar Hill Longhorns. I wonder if these two teams have played before. Uh, of course, I'm being facetious. If you go back to last year's playoffs, these teams played one of the most remarkable games we've seen in a long, long time because Cedar Hill took a 41-14 lead into late into the third quarter. I mean, there were, I think there were five minutes left in the third quarter. They were up 41 to 14 until Geyer rattled off 36 unanswered and won the game 50 to 41. I mean, just an unbelievable game and, and a lot of credit to what Geyer was able to do. But also, look, Cedar Hill feels like they spit the bit. Plain and simple. They feel like they choked that game away by not recovering onside kicks, by not coming up with big plays. They've wanted another shot at Geyer, and they get it this week. All eyes are going to be on the quarterbacks, right? Caden Salter for Cedar Hill, Eli Stowers for Denton Geyer. Both of them are sensational. I think the game comes down to the other pieces. I think it comes down to the supporting cast, so to speak. Can Cedar Hill get the running game going? Can they get that big offensive line pushing? Can the defensive line come up with big plays? Furthermore, for Eli Stowers and company, can Geyer come up with another playmaker besides Stowers? In a lot of ways, they've really asked him to put on the cape, especially late in games, and go and win this. They're going to need a big game from their defense, and they're going to need one or two other playmakers to step up in this game. In the end, the advantage goes to Cedar Hill for me because of their team speed. I mean, they've got enough playmakers on the outside to make the plays necessary to bring home a close win and avenge last year's loss. I think Cedar Hill's heading for AT&T Stadium. 
2 o'clock Saturday in McLean Stadium in Waco. It's a 6A Division II state semifinal between the Katy Tigers and the Buda Hayes Consolidated Rebels. This is a vintage Katy team. This is what you expect when you see a Gary Joseph coach Tigers squad. They run the ball really, really well with Seth Davis and Jalen Davis. They get enough passing from Caleb Coger, their quarterback, and then their defense is suffocating. I mean, that's just been the name of the game for Gary Joseph, one of the best coaches in Texas high school football history. Plain and simple, they have looked the part of a state championship contender. Well, here's Hayes, right? Hayes is actually, of the 16 teams remaining, the only team that started the year unranked in Dave Campbell's Texas football. And what a credit to Les Goat and what he has been able to do with what's really an inventive offense. They're kind of in that pistol slot T. And Durand Hill, their young quarterback, has really stepped up in a big way. They're actually throwing the ball relatively effectively. And that has been a big reason why they're why they are here. Last week against Vandegrift, they came up with key turnovers to turn the tide. They are going to need that in a big, big way this week because for Hayes, their defense has been, in my opinion, their second best unit on the squad. They will need to play their best game yet to match up with Katie. I think the Tigers have been in big situations like this. I think they thrive on the big stage, and that's why I think Katie moves on to the state championship game. 3 o'clock Saturday at Globe Life Park in Arlington. It's a Class 6A Division I state semifinal between the South Lake Carroll Dragons and the Duncanville Panthers. And if you like brand names, well, here you go. Here are two of the most decorated programs in Texas high school football, two of the premier names in Texas high school football. You know, South Lake Carroll has one of the most premier quarterbacks in Texas high school football, Quinn Ewers, who he's back from injury and has been somehow better than before he got injured. I mean, unbelievable what he's been able to put together. Last week against U.S. Trinity, he was razor, razor sharp in their big win over the Trojans, hooking up with Brady Boyd a ridiculous number of times and really running away from this Trinity team. You know, when you look at Duncanville, this is a team that I think their offense has started to grow up uh, with quarterback Grayson James and wide receiver Roger Daniels. But furthermore, I think that it remains the same. That front seven is just so menacing. The playmakers they have up front are just dominating people led by linebacker Kendrick Blackshire, and that is going to be the big challenge for South Lake Carroll. I think this game really, truly comes down to one thing and one thing only, and that is if the Carroll offensive line can keep Quinn Ewers clean. Because look, if there's a weakness to Duncanville, it's in their secondary. There are plays to be made against the Duncanville secondary, but it doesn't matter if you're on your back. And that's the big question. Can Carroll protect the Ewers enough? Give him enough time to operate? If he can, Carroll's got a great chance to win this game. But in the end, I think the explosive playmakers for Duncanville and that ferocious front seven win the day. I think the Panthers head back to AT&T Stadium. And 2 o'clock Saturday at Legacy Stadium in Katy, it's a 6A Division I state semifinal between the North Shore Mustangs and the Westlake Chaparrales. It's a meeting between the two defending 6A state champions. It's a meeting of two of the best coaches in the state in John Kay and Jaw Dodge. I mean, this game's got a little bit of everything. Uh, but I don't want to talk about Demetrius Davis. I don't want to talk about Chadrick Banks. I don't want to talk about Kate Klubnick. I don't want to talk about Jaden Greathouse. I don't want to talk about that awesome defense for North Shore, which has really grown up. A bunch of juniors who I think are a lot better than they showed at the beginning of the season. I don't want to talk about the Westlake defense, which has been absolutely fantastic all year long. Here's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about Willie Gaston against Tony Salazar. And maybe you don't know those two names. 
Willie Gaston's the offensive coordinator and play caller for North Shore, and he is a maestro out there. He has done a fantastic job taking all of their weapons and moving them around to get them favorable matchups and hit big play after big play. Of course, it helps to have guys like Shad Banks and Demetrius Davis back there, but make no mistake, that is a maestro working there. Going up against maybe the best defensive coordinator in the country, Antonio Salazar for Westlake, who has consistently, consistently been one of the best defensive minds in the state. This guy knows what he's doing, and he's a big reason why the Shaps are so successful. Go talk to Todd Dodge. He'll say the same thing. This is a remarkable clash of titans between two of the brightest assistant minds in the state. So where do you fall on it, right? It's really hard to call. In the end, I think North Shore does what they do by wearing people down. And I think that that is where their advantage is going to be. I think sometimes football is really simple. North Shore is bigger than Westlake, just physically bigger. And I also think that they're a little bit faster than Westlake. And I think that's going to end up being the difference. I think this game is close and absolutely fascinating. But I think North Shore goes back to defend their crown. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Leave comments down below. Don't forget that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the 2020 Texas high school football playoffs at texasfootball.com slash state. Thanks for watching. Enjoy the state semifinals of the 6A and 5A playoffs. Be safe. Wear a mask. We'll see you. There it is, the picks. My high school football predictions for the state semifinals of 6A and 5A. The courage. You know what? <laughs> it's weird to do a picks video with just eight games. Just like, oh, yeah. Because oh, well. like, even normal, in normal years, whenever we do the state semifinal show, like we do the state semifinal mm-hmm. picks, there's 20 games. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... We just go... Well, especially after, like... Because it's one thing, like, when we do, like, the regular picks videos, they're basically all the same length, like, maybe a few games out of here and there. But then once you get in the playoffs, it's... I usually do... 352 games. I usually usually do two spotlight games, three, Three, like, semi-spotlight games. And and then then about 2025-ish. In the lightning round? Yeah. Yeah, and now it's like, okay, well, there's eight. Yeah, and it's just weird. (laughs) It makes it so much shorter, especially after, like, the bi-district round where it's all 352 games like those first couple of weeks in the playoffs are like holy cow <laughs> so there it is the picks that's on texasfootball.com if you missed it and now we go to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um i think the only final thought is no show tomorrow no show tomorrow because yep. you've got to go to the 210 i'm heading back there for the second week in a row san antonio uh cedar park and cedar corpus park, christi vets corpus christi vets Fun. and then on saturday i will be in waco for katie and buta hates so okay. double header to end the year on okay you spend a lot of time like on it. 35 yeah a lot of time on 35 yeah <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Crosby coach Jerry Prieto for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young. Vince Young. It is your come, trophy. <laughs> please come get your Player of the Year trophy. Or is it? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> see you Monday on Texas Football Today.